Hello, everyone. I bet you're wondering, it's Wednesday. Where is my VA retrospective? Well, Halloween is coming. And I do believe we mentioned something we were planning to do back in our episode on the cast of The Simpsons. So I don't know, Crabsworth, you want to refresh the people? Okay, so Miri said she would do one of two things. Number one, take her top off live on camera. Or two, uh, that we would be doing a retrospective on the Treehouse of Horror. And since this is audio, Miri is not taking off her top in front of the camera. But speaking of taking my top off, I want everyone to know that as of yesterday, the hit original song by Crabsworth called Reggie's Fall Fashion Show is live. And it is the most ridiculous, horrifying video ever in terms of how bad it is. Oh yeah, it's it's it, it's absolutely terrible. I I do not recommend you guys watch it at all, unless you guys are sadists or masochists. Are you sadists or masochists? They are. Are you? Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? And with that said, even though we're talking about Treehouse Horror and The Simpsons, children, I I don't know why you're awake. Don't be listening to this, children. We- I know we're talking about Homer Simpson and Bart Simpson and eventually Millhouse. But please do not listen. This is going to get bad. First of all, how did we get to this point? Really, I anytime I'm on the Death Pixie channels, I tell each and every one of you to go away. And I do that for your benefit. You know, you might think, oh, look, it's the penguin. We're safe to let our children watch. He's the one who sings the songs. The songs are terrible and you should feel bad. (laughs) I say that with such a straight face, it's amazing. But no, you know what? It's The Simpsons. I will try to temper my fucking swearing. Oh, fuck yeah, we will. (laughs) Yep. So. (laughs) All right. So a couple of a couple of ground rules for this whole retrospective thing. I'm not sure what Miri's going to do. Uh, We both agreed on a rating system based around the amount of zombies that Willie will bury. Uh, 10 being it's an absolute classic and Willie will actually try uh, anything other than that. Willie's just going to at some point after bearing a set amount of zombies say that'll do. And uh, we'll be good after that. Uh, the other thing I'm going to do um, just before we get into things, Treehouse of Horror 1, before we say anything, James Earl Jones carried that thing just flat out. Oh, he, he was the emotional. The he was out of the emotional weight. He was the whole reason you ever got any sort of inkling of uneasiness or terror or scarer. So, in honor of that, I'm establishing the James Earl Jones Voice Actor MVP Award. Um, in which case, when we look at a Treehouse of Horror, or at least when I look at a Treehouse of Horror. I'm going to look at the voice actor who clearly did the most to make that thing special. Um, And um, yeah, so 
I'm going to do ratings and a James Earl Jones MVP award. Try to keep track at home as to which voice actor by the end of this, because there are 33 of them, um, has the most MVP awards. It's uh, fun no. for the whole family, except for the children who shouldn't be watching. <laughs> now, now the big question, are you keeping an Excel spreadsheet or are you just making the, the listeners do that on their own? Well, I mean, I can make an Excel spreadsheet. Do, do you want me to make an Excel spreadsheet? Oh, listener? I don't want you. I just want I don't want you to. I just want you to know no, what level of niceness you're going to be to the audience. Oh, Jesus. Well. I think it's going to be a password protected Excel spreadsheet and I'm never going to give out the password because these people are letting their children watch. <laughs> so I, I don't know what level of niceness that's going to be. But that's that's what I'm going with. Awesome. Um, the one thing I will add to what we're doing. Um, so I won't be giving out the award because that's too many awards. So it's it's going to be crabs worth here. Uh, but I will be highlighting some of my favorite quotes because I got to keep things entertaining. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. And with that, we are going to open with Treehouse One, which was uh, aired as part of the second season. Yeah. Simpsons. And off the bat, I just have to say this is the original. It has the classic intro uh, of the warning intro. It has like the the names on the tombstones. The kids are telling stories at the treehouse. And big point for me, and this is why I would rate this higher than than Crabsworth is going to, is this is my favorite version of the Raven. I fucking love this oh, version. Oh, it's it is fantastic. The Raven is fantastic. James Earl Jones is fantastic. Oh um, yeah. So, so this is funny. Um, this one brought back a nostalgic memory for me, alongside Treehouse Two, uh, because my eighth grade teacher around the uh, same time was teaching the Raven and the Monkey's Paw. And he said, now, if anyone has the old Simpsons uh, rendition of this, uh, please let me know immediately, uh, because I love the Raven. I love the monkey paw. And I swear to God, if you do, uh, you will be rewarded with some sort of Halloween party. I don't know what. I just haven't seen those things in years, and I need to see those things again. Immediately after class, I said to him, yeah, I got the videos. What are you doing? By the end of the week. In well, my mind. The, in my mind, uh, you have a trench coat on and you're like, I got this stuff, man. Got the stuff. By, by the end of the week, he's got a TV rented, a shit ton of snacks, and he looks at me Friday morning and says, You fucking better have a without the word fuck, obviously, but but uh yeah, so we spent an hour, we spent like half an hour dissecting uh the Raven and the monkey paw. Uh, from Treehouse One to Treehouse Two, respectively. That, that uh, I completely agree with that teacher. Like they yeah. they are so good. Yeah, shout oh, out man. to uh, Mr. Andrew Mann. I still remember your name. Uh, and this is this is one of those things that uh, gets me. Uh, the other thing that I think we need to um, highlight, and it's a common theme of the early Treehouse of Horrors, the Marge opening. 
Yes. <laughs> and it's so well done. And the progression, the progression in the early treehouse horrors of this opening. It's just so good. Yeah. Like I can't I can't believe there was ever a warning to not watch these things. But it's amazing. I still, oh, yeah. it's, I'm like, it's, a, it, it's so nostalgic. It, yeah, it's 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 absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, the the more you the more you go into it, the more of a farce you realize it is, and the worse these things get. Ever, it's so good. Um, all right, but. Anyway, uh, it starts off with the kids telling stories in the treehouse. Um, shout out to Bart and Maggie's entire relationship in the early Treehouse of Horrors. I love it. It's going to be highlighted. But, um, you know, Maggie and Bart are sitting, are sitting huddled up while Lisa's having this flashlight. She's finishing up her story. Bart's feeling kind of lame. Maggie's just like sucking your pacifier. Then Bart decides he's going to try to scare the pants off of you with a uh, bad dream house. And it's basically the Simpsons moving into a haunted house, which is built on top of an ancient Indian burial ground. And has had uh, so many murders. And has and, had so many murders. And there's a dimensional portal and there's like blood in the Like it's every single haunted house trope is packed into this yep. story. They pack so much into it. And, you know, and the haunted house convincing everyone except Marge to murder each other. Uh, You know, and I can remember sitting back and watching it. I'm like, yes, uh, all your elements are there. All the elements are there. You've even got James Earl Jones as the moving guy saying, look, I'm glad there's a curse on this place as the single funniest line in any of them. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you've got, um, you've got Bart saying to the house, are you in my conscience? I, uh, 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 yes, I am. <laughs> um, I remember this was the first time, cause I, I never watched the Simpsons in order, which is nice about the Simpsons. You don't have to watch it in order. Yeah, no. Um, but I remember this being the first time I saw Marge freak out, like get angry. Oh, oh yeah. When she yells and, at him to have Cav- banners. And Kavner nails it too. That's the, that's the thing about early Marge. Julie Kavner just nails it. Yeah. Um, but here, here's the thing. Um, so I have here. The um, writers must have had a field day writing tombstones with this one Um, because there are so many good gems between the opening and during the ancient Indian burial ground thing. Um, But here's the thing. Uh, Bad Dream House, at the end of the day, misses one of the cardinal things about a Simpsons treehouse of horror. It's not funny. It's got every trope imaginable for a haunted house. They do what they can with it, but it just, for me, doesn't end the execution. Except for one joke, which is absolutely hilarious because it's so in character for Homer to be able to do. And if you know what I look for 
in um, media. Character-driven humor is always the best. Uh, when Lisa reveals to Homer that it's built on an ancient Indian burial ground, he immediately overreacts and calls the seller. Mr. Plute. Like we, we can Mr. take Plute everything else, but not here. that. <laughs> Mr. Plute, Homer Simpson here. When you sold me this house, you forgot to mention one little thing. You didn't tell me it was built on an Indian burial ground. No, you didn't. Well, it's not in my recollection. Yeah, well, goodbye. He says he mentioned it five or six times. <laughs> <laughs> um that always gets me always um but as as great as it is for its atmosphere and elf claws and nails it out of the park it's not funny to me uh and it just it doesn't have the same magic that certain other treehouse of horrors do i have it at six zombies out of ten i don't know about you for uh bad dream house specific specifically oh i did i didn't rate the individual ones i rated okay. the whole episode based on Perfect. the fact that the raven is there i'm like it's 10 it's 10 i i love the raven i've i've yeah. just love okay. this version of the raven all right it, so, when we get to the next story i want to point out this is the introduction of one of uh the the classic pairs yes aliens yes hungry are the damned um I, I I don't know why I love this one so much. I just do. Uh, so it does it does a few things so well at the very beginning. Um, the classic uh, lighter fluid gag comes from here. It's the one that they always do where Homer like basically uses an entire can of lighting fluid for his match light up charcoal barbecue and i didn't actually notice this until this retrospective uh the homer's wearing a mafia staff apron yeah right <laughs> which, yeah which i <laughs> there are, there are so many jokes so, that i don't remember from when i was a kid yeah. so so he is so like he lights it and unlike when they do this joke in the future this time it actually explodes um you know, cooking burgers, he's enjoying life. All of a sudden, this alien abducts them. Uh, the tractor beam bit never ceases to get a laugh out of me. It got a laugh out of me as a kid. It gets a laugh out of me now. Uh, Homer being able to pull back the tractor beam and you can see the effort in the ship. <laughs> they have to do a second tractor beam just to lift them. Oh my God, it, it, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I I love that stuff. Um, here's the thing. So basically, the aliens are, um, you know, welcoming the Simpsons with a feast. You know, they've figured out what the Simpsons' favorite food are. Lisa's was fried shrimp back in 1990. And knowing what I know now, that threw me for a loop. Right? Yeah, because uh, I'm like, fried shrimp. Really? Oh, oh, yeah, you weren't a vegetarian at this time. Oh, well, that being said, some vegetarians still eat seafood. Yeah, but she wasn't a vegetarian at this time. You see her eating meat in the early seasons, and it's just like, okay. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the amazing bit with the TV, they get hundreds of channels. Bar Did you get HBO? 
know that would cost extra. That was great. I that the one crowding gets me achieve- every time. The crowding achievement being Pong. Oh yes. That was great. And then they have to be polite about it. Yep. Um can I say that the space dust on the cookbook gag, <laughs> it's so simple, but it gets me every time. Oh man. How how do you get this will give the humans the perfect flavor? Lisa finds the book. Uh, she's concerned that they're fattening them up so they can eat them. Um, <clears throat> how to cook humans is shown. And then the space dust. Wait, there's space dust on here. See? No, there's more space dust on here. There's even more. Wait, wait, wait. You thought they thought we were going to eat them. Oh, good God. Is this some kind of joke? No. They are serious. And, and here's where I want to highlight James Earl Jones. <laughs> For the, the, just Lyra, the, the sadness. Make you eat. We were just providing you a banquet. But you made pigs of yourselves. <laughs> I slaved in the kitchen for days for you people. It's if you want so to make Sirok the preparer cry, mission accomplished. Sirok <laughs> the preparer. This, 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 <laughs> is, this, this is James Earl Jones as Sirok the preparer is probably one of the only times I will ever see James Earl Jones cry or hear James Earl Jones cry. And hear the pain in his voice. And it's is so good. The, oh, it's so good. It's, um, it's, it's so good. I do want to highlight, I really love the um, Maggie, Bart, Lisa dynamic in these early Treehouse Horrors. They just feel so well balanced between the the three kids. Yeah. Uh, just as as overall, I was, there's so many points where it's um, it's like, yes, that's exactly what siblings do. Like, I'm going to be mean to you, but I'm going to help you out at the same time. Now then, the best one is the raven. It's so okay. good. You, okay. It's you, so you, you good. Take the, you take the lead um, because all I have, all I have for the notes that I've got for the raven is, let me see. Um... Is it? It's so the, good. The more, the more I watch this, the more I think they had the budget for James Earl Jones, and they're doing a damn good job of using him. Um, <clears throat> Bart saying, "You know what would be would have been scarier than nothing, anything?" Echoes so many children's responses to the Raven nowadays. Oh yeah. Because oh, the yeah. Raven back in its day was what was groundbreaking for horror, but now it's so tame to what we have uh but yeah no go ahead and go ahead and gush you you nailed it like i the poem is so great to listen to and james earl jones like they gave him the whole thing right there like you are getting your money's worth with james earl jones for that um the the nuances um the fact that his performance you can just get lost in listening to it's so good the interjections from bart uh like it's perfect it reflects kids then and now it's like you know it would have been like more frightening anything like it's all so good so well put together um even just like the sudden juxtaposition of the raven going eat my shorts is so good as well 
Bart, like, stop it. He says never more. That's all I'll ever say. Fine. It's it's so good. It's just lovely to to listen to and everything like that. And it's I I love the balancing of like this award-winning performance with the comedy from uh, Homer and from the interjections as the stories being as the poems being recited. It's just so good. That's all I have to say about it. Um, I yeah, I will agree with you. I wasn't doing as much laughter with this one as I was doing with later episodes. So I yeah. will agree with you on that. But because I absolutely love this version of The Raven, it's tens because we we cannot insult James Earl Jones by, by giving yeah. anything See, less than a 10. See, I would have given it overall a six, but James Earl Jones' presence gives it an extra point. Um, It gets seven zombies out of 10 for me. The voice actor MVP is James Earl Jones. Uh, and he's the one who names the award because it feels to me like this is just another episode of The Simpsons. And then there's James Earl Jones and everything that he does um, from the beginning as the moving guy to his performance of The Raven is just dialed up to 11. And I actually have a theory, um, at least for the next few Treehouse of Horrors, um, the cast got together with the writing staff and they just said never again are we going to let ourselves be upstaged in treehouse of horror i don't know if it's going to stay that way but i do know that uh, certain actors brought it over the next like five or six treehouse of horrors it just feels different like it feels like a step up oh i i agree in- i agree with that um i also Kudos to to the first Treehouse Horror for setting some like, you know, the classic setup of what a Treehouse Horror episode is and then introducing those um, continual like the the repeat jokes, the repeat gags that you that you kind of have to have that's expected in a Treehouse Horror because it did line all of this up. Now, that being said, we're going to move into Treehouse Horror number two. Yep. And I don't know why, but in the new... um, the new warning Marge does when she says bad language, it cracks me up. There might even be bad language. <laughs> like what? And there might even be some bad language too. <laughs> so please tuck in your children. And then the performance, it's so serious too. I'm like this, oh, you've lost me. Um, big highlight is this is when they started doing the the scary cast and crew names in the credits. Yes. Those go, um, which I thought was a great addition. We get the first addition. instance of James Hell Brooks, which yep. always got me as a kid. I'm, I'm just like, of course. Um, and we also get my favorite tombstone joke of all time. Lose weight now, ask me how. Yes! Oh my God! <laughs> That's still, that still holds true to this day. That yep. joke still works to this day. <laughs> uh, but the first one is Monkey Pot, right? Yes, the first one is Monkey Pot. But before we get to that, oh, holy shit. There. Holy shit. There's so much fun that happens in these two minutes. 
because uh, while you were saying everything was so balanced, everything was toned, this is where that tone that you talked about in Treehouse 1 gets turned out to 11. Oh, yeah. Um, we get uh, the Kent Brockman joke. Remember, the presidential primaries are only a few days away. Hey, if you don't like it, go to Russia. It's a joke that aged very, very poorly. What didn't... <laughs> What didn't is uh, Jimbo and Kearney at the door with Homer there as Homer's yes. the candy. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Trick or treat, man. Hey, aren't you kids a little old for this? You're not even wearing costumes. Head over the candy, old dude, or we ain't your house spent to the Stone Age. Here you go, kids. Lousy punks. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it so so okay again i have to bring up my eighth grade teacher before we go too far because immediately after this when homer goes to the goes to the kids and like get a good haul this year <laughs> jackpot i'm very very proud of you kids um so bard is in i forget is bart um just indian or so i know lisa is a totem pole that um was uh, built to support the noble Native Americans of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, no, um, I, Bar Bart is not. <laughs> Bart is, um, I, I think it was some kind of executioner outfit, something like that. Like, yeah. insert classic yeah. Halloween costume yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but but uh, I have to bring this up because uh, this is something I remember from, uh, you know, the impromptu Halloween party of eighth grade. My eighth grade teacher um, constantly rewinding the tape at Bart's face as he pushes Lisa in a total bowl over. Yeah. Um, it, it, was, it was like four or five times. And like by the end of it, the class was just looking at him. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my favorite joke of all time. I'm sorry. I have to see it again. <laughs> I know I wore it to the noble Native Americans of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, that's exactly what a sibling would do. Yes. Oh, it works. It works so well. Uh, and uh, the opening and the interplay, which I know. I know you'll talk about a little later when we get to our you kids toilet train. But um, <laughs> it's such a good line. I'm so sorry. But uh <laughs> The, the interplay that we have here is so good. And then we get to the monkey's paw, which which for me is your raven. I love the monkey's paw so much. Uh, just because of how original it feels while being true enough to the source material that it can get away with it. Um, yeah, I, I agree of, on that. The gag of Homer smuggling out all those souvenirs. Mm -hmm. How much money? <laughs> <laughs> you don't shoot, don't shoot their souvenirs. You must pay a fine of two American dollars. Okay. <laughs> and the thing is, it still works today. We're both Canadian. Do you know what it feels like to pick up a product and be able to see what the cost is in US dollars versus our own? Do you have any yeah. idea what that's like, people? Yeah. Cause that's our reality every day of our lives. Oh God. Uh, okay, so in, in 
because everybody knows the story of the monkey's paw. Get what you want, but it's uh, misfortune. I have a question. Uh, yep. What was the downside to Maggie's wish? Okay, so so here so here's the thing. Um, I actually have an order of hilarity, hilarity most to least hilarious, and the, the most hilarious one to me is Maggie's luxury car pacifier. There was no downside to Maggie for that wish. She just wished for a new pacifier. Yes. But the downside was, is that it was delivered in a luxury car by a top of the line butler. <laughs> um, and that Maggie's entire family would see this and immediately just juxtapose that Maggie wished for this luxury car. At least, at least Homer did. Yes. And as soon as uh, the car sped away, that's where you get the misfortune. Because either Homer's going to be mad at his kid, which is for wasting a wish on a new pacifier, or that, um, you know, it just got a cheap gag out of The Simpsons. Which, for the for the brevity of the uh, pacifier wish, is all the misfortune you need. I w I agree with that. I will accept your your explanation. I I I love the fact that there was a downside to world peace. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the downside to world oh, peace. God. But also shout out to Mo for bored with a nail in it. Yeah. So, so, um, so, um, the next one on my list of most at least hilarious is Homer's turkey sandwich. Yep, the turkey's a little dry. <laughs> and, and, the, and the best part is, he went through all the things that he thought of that the monkey's paw could do to him. Yep, and it still Which found turkey sandwich, one thing: on rye bread with lettuce and mustard, and. and I don't want any zombie turkeys. I don't want to turn into a turkey myself, and I don't want any other weird surprises. <laughs> hey. The thing is, dry yeah. dry turkey is not a weird surprise. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> turkey's a little dry. Turkey's a little dry. Um. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So you mentioned uh world peace. One of the best lines. Uh is immediately after lisa that was very selfish of you yes <laughs> um you know i'm i'm also surprised that a child could instantly change a danger sign to a high traffic area to garden hey she could Just be a mutant you. child from that nuclear power plant with really freaky strength mm -hmm. But yeah, Kang and Kodos, they find a way to use them, Kang and Kodos, which is here, here's another cardinal thing. If you if a Halloween special doesn't use Kang and Kodos, it's going to get docked. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, you need to have Kang and Kodos in some capacity. I don't care what it is. Um, but um, world peace and um, the subsequent alien invasion uh, that is caused by the Simpsons and the the best part is everybody knows it's the Simpsons at this point. Everybody wants them dead. And then um, and the reason that everybody knows it's the Simpsons, everybody wants them dead is uh, the uh, rich and famous wish. Yes, um, which, which had the exact you know, downside you expect. Yeah, uh, but 
what it doesn't have is you see all the terrible, terrible upside, which is uh, The Simpsons Go Calypso. Yes. That song it gets stuck in my head all the time. It has since <laughs> I was a kid. It's a terrible song, but by God, it works. And I'm sorry, but uh, 18 bucks for this and getting Mammogram Man are The Simpsons successfully predicting woke culture and price gouging. Prove me wrong. No, it's I can't. I, I was actually shocked at how well that joke still like both oh. those jokes still hold up like they though that's timeless classic which um before we get into the last one um I do want to say the Landers. writing here is definitely stronger and it's definitely tighter every yep. everything is packed like there is no um there's no dead air basically no, for lack of there's no room to breathe everything comes at you like a steel truck and i love it yep um and then finally the the other thing is when flanders gets the monkey paw um the monkey paw just thinks it's funnier to fuck with the simpsons and fuck with flanders exactly um, it's <laughs> And uh, Flanders' first wish is selfless. Get rid of those awful aliens. Then you get the board and the nail. Heck yeah, Mo! Board with a nail in it! Run! They have a board with a nail in it! Run, Kodos! And, and what I love is during the al- <clears throat> what I love is during the alien invasion, all they have is a baseball bat and a slingshot. That's Bow all I can do. Before our puny weapons. <laughs> Gordon, you've got to do something. What do you want me to do? I'm a baker now. Um, and so, um, you know, Kang and Kodo surmise that they'll make a board with a nail in it so big it'll destroy them all. Flanders' next wish is to spruce up the old homestead. Monkey Paw makes it a castle. <laughs> Just to fuck with the Simpsons. Exactly. It's so good. Yeah. But that's but that's what I mean. It's it's a packed. It's packed. Oh, yeah. Um so when we move into the next one, which is about Burns uh creating No, no, it's Barton the Monster. It's Bart oh, as Spartan the monster. The monster. Oh yeah. I know it's the weakest one, but we can't forget about it. I I love I the whole point of that episode is to lead up into uh the ah, like the biggest nightmare is I love you son I love you dad yeah. Yeah. um also oh. kudos to them because that intro is so the introduction to that story is so well done cuz I'm a huge yeah. fan of those old school like twilight zone night gallery all that Happy stuff gods. yeah it's Happy, so well Happy done. Gods. Yeah. Okay. So um I'm go- I'm gonna spoil it. Uh this year's voice actor MVP is a three-way tie. Um two of them go to uh I believe it's Dan Castellaneta and Harry Shear. Uh yes, it is. Uh the other one is uh Julie Kavner, and the entire reason Julie Kavner gets an MVP is for her delivery of the line, oh good, the curtains are on fire. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> um <laughs> so good. It's so so good. It's so good. It's so freaking good. Um uh, it, remind, and there, there's, it reminds this, me very much of um uh, parents with like toddlers and younger 
because you don't want them to learn how to cry at every little thing. So yep. if they fall and they're not hurt, you have to be like, oh, look at that. You fell down properly. How great for you. Like overly happy because and you can't yeah. show that you're worried. And it's hilarious yeah. to me how well she nailed it on the, oh, the curtains are on fire. It's good that you did that awful thing, Bart. It's real good. Yeah. Um, though I will say, um, I find it funny that of all things, Bart is um, dreaming that he's doing well in school. He's got a great rapport with Mrs. Krabappel and Sherry and Terry are serving him. I, I just I just think that's a great juxtaposition. I'm like, is this what you want, buddy? Yeah. Um, and that being said, Marsha Wallace's utter disdain for the name Bonerland <laughs> when so she funny. reads out the when she reads out the um answers to Bart's test is just it's so good. It almost made MVP, but I can't avoid three. It really captures right there. Um, that's the same as, um, you know, we go from heartwarming to hilarious. Um, so later on in the later on in the story, we get uh, the knowledge that Bart would never do anything to hurt Marge. When yes. Bart turns Homer into a jack in the box, Marge is the only one that shows any sort of authority with him and Bart just glares at her. He's not going to do anything. If he would have, it would have been right there. Yep. But it just, it warms my heart. And then we go right into, um, for whatever reason, I'm assuming it's been a day, we go right to the Bonerland Medical <laughs> Association door. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and she laughs so hard. There's one joke in here that inexplicably makes me laugh. I see Homer. You agree with me? I don't. The air conditioning's on. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the big thing is, I love you, son. I love you, dad. <laughs> and then we go into my shout out of the line. Are you too toilet trained? Yes! It's such a dad thing to ask. <laughs> and I love it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, my uh, next two favorite lines are actually in the uh the creating the perfect worker story, zombie robot story from uh Burns and Skinner. Sorry. Yep. Burns and Mr. Smithers, yes? Yes, Burns okay. and Smithers. Smithers, Smithers. Bad cubs. Uh, Bad cubs. Quit scaring Smithers. Exactly. Thank you, sir. I love that gag so much. So much. Mostly because it's um you're very used to Burns having disdain for Smithers, but then it's like, oh, I think you're being ridiculous, but I'll put your mind at ease anyway. What? What? So good. Oh, um, my favorite one is Smithers, get him out quickly. The stench is overpowering. 
Yes. Um, and then another one I love, which, oh my God, does it ever hold up today, is this is the greatest breakthrough in labor relations since the Cato 9 tales. I'm like, you have no right. You have no right to make that joke. And it's so good. It's just um, so good. I'm I'm going to shout this one out because I know it'll come back. And I'm so excited for it. Do you know what this means? He is alive. Hmm. Well, I guess I owe you a Coke. <laughs> oh, God. And then what I love about this is we get the third wake up. We assume that the nightmare's over and then yeah. the reveal. <laughs> Perhaps you're wondering why you have two heads. Well, my body was crushed, so I had my head grafted onto your, shall we say, ample frame. It's so and then at the end, they have a clip of next week. <laughs> Which oh, I'm kind of pissed off that they didn't make that episode. Of I would have loved that. I <laughs> would have loved if they made that episode. Uh, so um, what is your rating for this one? So first of all, I would have given this one a nine overall because the segments are really adding to this one. And I feel like the stories are all a big step up. But I can't do that um, because of a Disney Plus change from the network and VHS versions of this. Uh, and it's all got to do with the next week on The Simpsons joke. Uh, Disney Plus version uses uh, the credit theme and the VHS network uses the Simpsons stinger that just balances out the stuff all together. I feel like if you make a musical change that ruins one of the funniest jokes, for me anyway, you have to get knocked down. Overall, I give this an 8.6 zombies out of 10 on an aggregate. I would have bumped it up to a nine, but I can't do that because of how big of a crime Disney Plus did to this one. But it, it's very, very good. Um, I will honestly say one of my favorite Treehouse of Horrors. It's fantastic. Uh, the voice actor MVPs are Julie Kavner, Harry Shearer, and Dan Castellaneta. It's fantastic. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, I I'm so excited to talk about my highlight line for Tr Treehouse Three. So please let me go forward with it. Go go. So this time we get a variation on the the warning. Homer Simpson comes in, and this kills me every single time I hear it. The cry babies out there, religious types mostly. I lost it. It's. <laughs> It still holds up. I'm so like it holds up so well, especially today. This, yeah, and think about when this came out. Like this was like '92. Yeah, religion was so much bigger of a deal. Yeah, it was. This was so. It, it every single time I crack up when I hear that. It's just. It's just amazing. Um, this I want to highlight the episode overall that I do have a few highlight lines, but there are so many good lines. I couldn't keep track of them. It's very tight writing, building on one and two to get to three, very tight writing, but none of it feels rushed. Like it's yeah. so well paced and it's packed. Uh, now, as we continue on, I will interject some of my favorite lines uh, that I managed to remember. 
But I gotta let uh, Crabsworth take this one. So before Crabsworth goes nuts, um, I just want to shout out a line in the very beginning because I actually think this is one of the weaker um, treehouse setups, especially when compared to two. Um, But what I will say is, behold, mighty Caesar in all his glory. Um, <laughs> the underwear joke. Yes, it's so good. The, the, the underwear joke, and then uh, him ruining the Halloween game, where they're yes. all close their eyes at the witch is just like, "Hey, mom, we're wait, we're waiting on some hair and brains over here." Hober. <laughs> um, and then um, just as Lisa's going into her first uh, story, this is a story about a doll. That sounds scary. A doll from hell. I'm gonna go to the store. It's so good. Um, so the clown of pity segment has the that's good, that's bad, that's good. Uh, and from my perspective, there isn't anything more to say about it. Um, you know, it's akin to Burns and Smithers of Treehouse Two. It's just a heck of a lot of fun. You need to watch it all the way through. Um, basically, Bart Homer forgets about Bart's birthday, buys a doll. Doll is evil um, and attempts to kill Homer with every fiber of its being. You see the doll with a hatchet. Uh, you see a doll with a butcher's knife. Uh, <clears throat> several ways to uh, kill the kill this doll. He goes home. He has a nice relationship with Malibu Stacy. Um, ends up uh, ends up almost killing Homer. They find out about the switch, which I totally think Bart knew about, because if you see the way that the doll first reacts to Bart, it's in the good setting. It has to be. I'm Krusty the Clown, and I love you. <laughs> um, um, shout out to the uh, there goes the last lingering thread of my heterosexuality following Homer running out of the bathtub naked because the doll was trying to kill him I can't believe that's what turned Patty gay (laughs) I thought that was a good foreshadowing oh god it was like in hindsight it's good foreshadowing (laughs) No, it's still good foreshadowing. I just thought nothing out of the Treehouse of Horrors would ever begin, but here we are. Uh, Exactly. Um, Treehouse 3 upping the game again. (laughs) Yes, yes it is. Um, The other thing I want to point out is Bart and Maggie's relationship in the early Treehouse of Horror again, is just so amazing. In this one, um, I forget... It's probably during one of Grandpa's stories. I can't remember if it's King Homer or if it's uh, the third one, but uh, she re- she rests on him, and it's just so cute. And then I go back to Treehouse One, where when they're getting out of the treehouse, she piggybacks on him. Uh, in Treehouse Four, he holds her for the longest time. It's just it's so nice to see Bart and Maggie's relationship, and it's one of the only things. Uh, the Simpsons has always gotten right, so it's always it's always good to it's always good to um, to see that one. Uh, the second one is King Homer, uh, which is basically the Mister Burns spectacular. I I don't have much to say about it. Go watch it. It's 
It's King Kong. If the Simpsons did it, you get to hear Mr. Burns sing, I was strolling through the gas one day. <laughs> That's why I loved that sequence so much. <laughs> uh, sm- <laughs> The, the other big line for me was Smithers saying women and semen don't mix. Yes. The layers. The layers to that joke. Layers. Um, and also, um, when Burns captures Homer, um, <laughs> the opening act is the chubbiest kick line in town. They don't even look chubby, though. I know. <laughs> what is this? They're chubby for a kick line. <laughs> look, we're we're not gonna go into the 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 body talk today. But it, yeah, I. Hey, I'm never sorry. Caught, the ch- the chubbiest I, kick line in town was so funny. <laughs> I it just came out of nowhere. I yeah. I don't remember that that joke. I was like, what? I don't remember this at all. I Then there's my, the next story has my, my favorite Simpsons line. Which one? There. Pretty as a picture. Ah, <laughs> zombies! There. Picture. I love that so much. So, so much. Um, okay, so it's got this one's got two lines for me um, that are tops, and it's not there. And it's not there. Pretty as a picture. We'll get to Willie. Trust me. Um, but Willie, Willie's got a much better treehouse of horror coming up. Um, Homer, did you barricade the door? What? Oh, the zombies? No. <laughs> yes, that was so good. <laughs> um, and, living and then, impaired is also a favorite yeah. of mine. Spare my family. Take me instead. Brains! 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 Oh, also shout out to the to the book when they open it. Beware, beware, beware. Shut out, out, out. And I say that because our intro video for Death Pixie, the horrible, horrible, uh, like animated through PowerPoint one. That yes. opening is inspired by that that book opening up. It's so like, like I said, this is packed. This is tight writing, but it doesn't yeah. feel right rushed. Like this one's packed. Yeah. Honestly, I rated slightly lower than Treehouse Two, but that's because what? Treehouse Two. That's because Treehouse Two had the monkey paw and oh. the better transitions. Yeah. I. I rated Treehouse 2 and 8.6. I rate this an 8.3. Zombies out of 10. Uh, the voice actor MVP for me is Harry Shearer because King Homer, Mr. Burns. Yeah. Um, just everything about it. Uh, but his performance as Mr. Burns and to a lesser extent Smithers is just everything you would want to see in King Homer. And it really holds everything together. Um, you've got Julie Kavner doing Julie Kavner stuff. You've got Dan Castellaneta growling like a monkey throughout throughout eight minutes, and then you've got Mr. Burns holding it all together just by being an evil, cruel son of a bitch. I I will I will agree with your rating. I will agree with your rating. Um, but I want to say Treehouse Four. I fucking love 
Night Gallery. Um, and season one is the strongest, I will say that. Uh, so the Night Gallery opening reference is just utterly brilliant. Having Bart trying to do this serious intro and then Marge shows up, hands in Maggie and goes to the gift shop in the Night Gallery. It just, oh my God, yes. I love, I love it so much. The, the devil. Yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up the Night Gallery because I don't really have that much to say about it. It just seems like such classic Treehouse of Horror. Oh, it's so classic. That I, I feel I don't have to. Uh, speaking of which, uh, the devil in Homer Simpson is perfect Ye on every level. Yes to Ned Flanders is the devil. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. Okay, so there there is an excellent bit of uh, animation. Like, we could talk about Ned Flanders as the devil all day, and I'd be more than happy to. Please do. But I want to make sure I highlight this bit of animation because it was a bit of animation that has always gotten me throughout the entirety of my life. And it's uh, the, you are not smarter than me. I'll see you in hell yet, Homer Simpson. When, um, when the devil uh, vanishes, they do this really cool washed out Ned Flanders face just before it, just before it burst. That face there for those like three frames is so good. Just as just before it squashes, I love squash and stretch animation. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. Uh, it's okay, really so, good. So um, I I only have a I'm only going to talk about a few lines from this because it's one of the ones I'll say this particular segment is a 10 out of 10. Like the monkey paw, go watch it. Um, dear Homer, I owe you one emergency donut signed Homer. Bastard. <laughs> He's always one step ahead. <laughs> never gets it. Never gets old to me. Um, the fact that they had donuts while Homer was daydreaming. Oh, they yeah. decided to throw them at me. <laughs> like, they just want to mess with him. Like that, yep. the, but, and all of that, like, it's a little bit more extreme than what you actually, yep. I don't think it's a little bit more extreme. Like, I've, I've personally been like, ah, oh, damn it. Passed me, passed me, fucked me over. And then, depending on your friendship, like, there are friends who will full on be like, eh, they're not awake, toss. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so wait, if I don't get this last bite, you don't get my soul, do you? Well, technically, no. I'm smarter than the devil. I'm smarter than the devil. Okay, why wouldn't you just throw the donut in the garbage? Right? But no. No, no, no. You gotta keep it. <laughs> uh, but because he did, oh, your wide behind won't save you this time. Hey, Bart. Hey. It's so good. Oh, it's it's so good. Okay, so um, the entirety of the ironic punishment scene always gets me. Um, first of all, Homer's chopped up and his mouth and uh, shoes are being used for hot dog meat. And then he's fully reformed, fully assembled. I wish they had have kept up. Uh, there was a deleted scene from the DVD version of this. Um, where Homer's head was used as a bowling ball. I really wish they had kept that. Yes! It was funny as hell. It was. It, it, it was funny as hell. 
Uh, but um, the ironic punishment scene, it always gets me. It's one of the cardinal things I watch every Halloween. So you like donuts, eh? Well, have all the donuts in the world. <laughs> and then he wants them once more. More, more. I don't understand it. James Coco went mad in 15 minutes. And, um, and I'm sorry, there's, there's nothing more heartwarming after that than your lawyer saying, Mr. Simpson, don't you worry. I watched Matlock in a bar last night. Sound wasn't on, but I think I got the gist of it. It's so good. And the, this is like Treehouse 4 really um, continues with that theme of tight writing. Oh, it was so tight. Um, Blackbeard saying this chair be high, says I. Yeah. Um, it, uh, just, it's all so good. Um, when we move into the next one, I've got to admit, it's probably one of my favorite parody of Gremlin on, on the plane. It, yes. It's it's such a strong interpretation of that. Uh, some hi highlights, which I'm sure you're going to get to, is... Uh, you're deceptive and <laughs> wait who's driving the bus and then uh <laughs> i've gotten word that a child back here is using their imagination and i'm here to put a stop to it <laughs> what just oh my gosh oh. that it's such a strong like interpretation oh. parody i'm not sure what you want to call it but it's so good um oh also I do kind of want in a one-off episode about Nen Flanders caring for the gremlin. Oh, God. Um, so, Terror at Five and a Half Feet is uh, probably one of the few times that The Simpsons did horror correctly. And the more I watch it, the more I feel that I need to credit Alf Clausen, the composer, and Nancy Cartwright, who is going full tilt mad as Bart. Yes. And um, you're you're always being kept guessing as to Bart's mental state versus the reality of this happening. Uh, I think the biggest problem with it is its pacing. Its beginning is very slow, and it's one of the only times Kang and Kodos's appearance actually hurts the segment. It's one of the only times I don't want to see Kang and Kodos in a treehouse segment because it just breaks the immersion for me as a watcher. But that doesn't mean it's not damn good, because it is. Um, because, okay, so a few things, aside from the lines that Mary's already mentioned, uh, I have here in my notes, wait, so you're telling me Bart's mental state is the top priority because Skinner and Willie actually get him to move, but they do nothing about the lit emergency flares being in Martin's pants? <laughs> like, look. Like, like literally Bart ver Bart versus the gremlin um is actually it's it's very well done but you do you do nothing about the lit emergency flares because those things those things have to be lit and going off and nothing despite the fact that you've got Skinner there you've got Willie there nobody does a thing about it i just think it's funny i think it's an ex it's an exaggerated version of the whole like 
There is a certain amount of inconsistency when you're dealing with large groups of kids about what you'll let them get away with versus what you won't let them get away with. And I think that was a like it's I hope it's to the extreme because the states can be pretty weird. Actually, people can be pretty weird no matter where they are in the world. Uh, but I thought that it was it was hilarious to me. Like well, we have to we have to worry about Bart. We'll take care of the flares later. It'll be it'll be a while. Bart saying stop the bus or we're all going to die versus Martin possibly dying. Yeah, but do you really like Martin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if I, okay, so the biggest gag with Martin though is thank goodness he's drawing attention away from my shirt. Yes! And it's Wang Computers. Yes! It's a, it's the old uh, computer company. And if I remember correctly, I remember watching a commentary of this. It's been a while, but Wang Computers actually paid a crap ton for that piece of advertising. That is even better to me. That's amazing. Yeah. They, 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 they actually paid to be in the episode in that way. That's just amazing level of self-awareness from a company. That's oh, brilliant. God. It's fantastic. But, um, you know, despite the fact that I think there's pacing problems with this one, um, Nancy Cartwright, holy shit. Just just everything from the intensity to the insanity to um, just attempting to bargain with Uter, just everything that Nancy has done as Bart to this point. I feel as well to this moment she turned everything up to 12 for this performance. Oh, it's really good. Not, it's really not to good. mention the the music is great. The atmosphere is great. The gremlins great. Um, oh, isn't that cute? He's trying to, to claw my eyes. Out. Tell me you don't want an episode of that. Come on. You so the problem. The problem is like, I'm sorry. Ned probably cared for him for about five minutes. Oh, come on. It's an animated TV show. We can we can fudge time. Come on. We can fudge time. At the end of the episode, when Bart is being carried away, even though it's revealed he's right, which I think is awesome. Yes. Right, right or wrong, you still You still uh, disrespected the rules. Yep. Uh, so so he goes to the insane asylum and the gremlin just goes, smiles at him and holds up that plant his head. It's so... Idly ho! Uh, Idly ho, Bart! And it's also so horrific, too. Oh, God. Like... That's, a, that's the thing. This whole thing is horrific. And... It, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, and if it didn't have the pacing problems, it would have been a 10. Yeah. Uh, can I talk about the next one? Yes. So the next one, I don't have a lot to say, but I will say they packed the vampire story with vampire references. Like you've got Lost Boys, you've got Dracula, you've got all the like expansions of Dracula and the different interpretations of Dracula which is like a hundred movies long I you get I think there's like head vampire and stuff which is in all types of lore like they pack it with those references and I have to say the reveal at the end 
and Marge saying, I do have a life outside this house, you know. I don't know why it just cracks me up every time. Like, that's what, that's what Marge does in her spare time. And the thing is, I also find it believable. So <laughs> it well, the, the The thing is, what, what's fantastic about that reveal is it makes every dialogue choice of Marge work. Yes. Throughout, throughout the entirety of that episode. Um, like, Marge has got some good ones. Did everybody wash their nets? Like Mr. Burns asked. Yes! Yes! Um, uh, this place is so dangerous. I really wish we had a found a sitter for Maggie. No, you don't. <laughs> it's so um, good. But oh, okay, so I've got I've got a lot to say about this one. Um, so first of all, as they get up to Burns's mansion, and you get the nod to Lost Boys and Dracula, you you also get this wonderful gag with Burns and the microphone, and it's one of my favorite. Well, it's it's a pager more like, but it's one of my favorite comedic gags of all time. Welcome, come in, oh, precious victims. <laughs> Yes. So, so talking about that, uh, Sarah, the mic's on. Oh, son of a bitch! It's it so doesn't good. matter. It doesn't matter where it is or what medium it's in. A good voice actor can always make it funny. P.S. Harry Shearer is a great voice actor. Um, <clears throat> and then you get this wonderful bit of animation as Burns is welcoming the Simpsons into his home. Um, of Burns's shadow being amazingly off. Like it's off by oh, a I full, love that it's shadow. off by a full second. I love that shadow. <laughs> it, works, it works so well because you know a vampire can never see their shadow. That's that's a whole joke. So it's off by a second as it's trying to mimic burns. <laughs> Meanwhile, at some point, it, it's uh, you know, it just props itself up and then plays with the yo-yo because it can. It's. There, there are so many details. You know, we've given a shout out to the writing, um, but in addition to the writing getting tighter over the, the course of the first five, um, you also have visual gags in the animation. Yeah. Like, and they and they do get tighter all the time, um, except for one spot I am going to get to where I notice the animation being really particularly bad. But... Um, but okay, we go from one very, very great gag to another. Uh, when Lisa and Bart are exploring Burns's mansion, uh, for you know, for clues that maybe he's a vampire, maybe he isn't. First of all, the laundry reveal is really good. Um, the yeah, I've seen your curly too, that, that that's fine. But when we get to the super fun happy slide. That's, that's, that's what happy slide. That, that, that's when I lose it. They do it twice and it's awesome. I probably shouldn't. But when am I gonna be here again? <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> Um and then Homer later on in the episode. <gasps> Super fun happy slide! No dad. Well, I guess killing him would be fun enough. <laughs> oh the the mistake through the heart. <laughs> Yeah. Stay the heart, dad. Uh, dad, that's his crotch. Oh, or even kill my boss. Do I dare live out the American dream? 
which, oh god, does that hold up today? Oh god. You're fired! Oh um, yeah, right but, after he dies. So yeah. good. So, and then, you know, when Bart turns Lisa, or when Bart attempts to turn Lisa into a vampire, there's this great little bit of animation. He's got the fangs out, and then he's caught by Homer and Marge, and then his fangs retract. Yes. Oh, speaking, it's of, great. A, speaking of a fang gag, um, Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> I'm a vampire, and I've come to suck your blood. And his dentures all <laughs> his dentures out, but he has teeth too. <laughs> oh, God. Um, also, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to bring this up every time I see it. Maggie's cute little wave to vampire Bart as he abandons his family. Yes. Ah, oh, it's, it's so it's so cute. Um, and you know, I've I've already brought this up, but Marge being revealed as a ham, the uh, head vampire makes every dialogue choice work. Yeah, and um, then the ending. Ah, uh, the the ending is so great. Um, but it's also one of the very rare times I'm going to dock early Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors for animation. There is a real problem in season four and season five of The Simpsons in general. Didn't rear its ugly head much here, but it did here. Um, Lisa had just really dilated pupils in an extreme close-up and lazy eyes in an extreme close-up. Oh, I thought that was all just part of the animation. But then again, oh. I, I like a oh, bit it of it is. I like a bit of a dirty animation style, so. I, I like season six or season three's dirty animation. Oh, yeah. that's that's just I'm sorry, that's just plain bad because Fine. Uh, no, Fine. they actually about about midway Fine. through season about midway through season five, uh, they actually had to send a uh, note to Korea to stop this happening because it got so bad. Ah. Dil dilated pupil and lazy eyes. It wasn't so bad in Treehouse of Horror. It's just this one scene just was really bad. The ending, though, was awesome. The the Charlie Brown yeah. Christmas ending. Yeah. <laughs> Happy it's out of nowhere. Everybody. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the dog dancing uh, on the piano. Like, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, what do you give this one? I give my ratings first, usually, but out of 10 oh, zombies. No. I, give me, I want to hear your rating because I, uh, I, I mine always is, love uh, your reasons. Mine is uh, nine zombies out of 10. And it's it's simply for uh, the pacing problems that I had in Terran five and a half feet and um, the lazy animation at, at the ending. Just minor nitpicks. The writing's very strong. I highly recommend this one. It's so freaking good. Um, I'm going to actually rate it a 9.3. Oh! Because I didn't have the same pacing issues that you yeah. did with the uh, the terror. And, at five and, and, you all, and you also probably rated terror a lot higher than I did, too. Yeah. Um, quick, before we get into the last episode that we're doing this episode. Uh, oh, BTW, my voice actor MVP is Nancy Cartwright. For yep. obvious reasons, it's terror at five and a half feet. She does an amazing job. It, it, I completely agree with that. 
Uh, just side note, I mentioned it before. I am actually really liking the balance of the family here, um, especially with what we could consider the two extremes, uh, Lisa and Homer. Neither is too much of an extreme of their character. It's very, they're very well balanced. That being said, I'm not sure if this is due to like a quality thing or if it's just due to like this, this is the stuff that I grew up with. I, it feels more reflective of, of my upbringing and the upbringing I saw of my friends and stuff like that. So I, I don't know if it's, if it's a quality thing or if it's just like, you know, a sign of the times, but, um, and I didn't want to touch on the Bart and Maggie thing. Cause you've already done that. Love Bart and Maggie. Yeah. Um, but I, I've, I've always loved Bart and Maggie, even, um, as I was going through YouTube uh, earlier in the week, uh, I came across Baby Stink Breath from the episode where Bart gets emancipated. I don't know if you know it, but it, it makes sense. Uh, just his reaction to Lisa making fun of him versus Maggie making fun of him. Yeah, I, I'll have to I'll have to show you the clip of it, but I find it so funny and it's just a product of animation. Um, Bart, when Lisa starts making fun of him, is instantly is instantly mad and then humiliated when maggie starts making fun of him um he looks at her and then he gets mad but out of the corner of his face you see this little smile and it's just it's so good it's so freaking good um so now we're moving into treehouse five my favorite one the the last fifth of this extravaganza retrospective I, I, review I, I, I love treehouse five um off the bat heck yeah outer limits opening heck fucking yeah to that uh we also see in those intro credits we're getting some uh like visual sketch gags so you've got my favorite like patty and selma at the stake about to get burned as witches and they just casually like their cigarettes on the fire like nothing's going on it's it's so good. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna hop into the shining because I only really have one comment about the it's shining. The shining. Shining about the shining. Sorry, we you don't want them get to get sued. sued? Uh, we don't want to get sued. But before I dive into my one comment about the shining, um, do you have anything to say about like the intro? Um, you've said everything that needs to be said. The visual gags in this. Um, are nothing short of great. Great at minimum, spectacular at best. Yeah. Um, Shinning, my one thing I have to say is it has no right to be as good as it is. God, it is it is it, the best one. It, it has no right to be as good as it is. It is so good. I, it is... It's packed, it, but it doesn't feel rushed. It has so many integrated jokes across the board. This is also where we see in this episode, there's a continual gag with um, Willie. That's just so good. And this is the start of that gag. It's, yeah, the shinning literally has no right to be as good as it is. It, it really doesn't. Um, we see the callback to um, Burns and Smithers. <coughs> Tell you what. If we come back and everyone's dead, I owe you a Coke. <laughs> I love this I owe you a Coke thing that they have. <laughs> I wish I had a brother. 
I wish I had a brighter black. <laughs> yeah, it's there's there's just so much like the the um having to go backwards like they forgot to do something and then just gonna leave Grandpa Simpson there. Uh, Mo with all the ghouls show up like it's Hobart, me and the ghouls are starting to get concerned uh, that things aren't moving forward as planned. Can't talk now. Eating. Yep. Uh, the uh, go crazy. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Can we talk about Dan Castellaneta's performance throughout all of this? Oh, as it's... as Homer and then as Willie. It's but so not between good. the hour, but not between the hours of four and five. That's Willie's time. <laughs> it's just oh my god the the breaking down the door. <laughs> <laughs> this is 60 minutes. <laughs> but it, but Dan Castellaneta runs the gambit of emotions here, especially as Homer, but to a lesser extent, Willie. Um, the no TV and no beer make Homer something, something. And then to go to that other extreme that Mary's already talked about. Yeah, it's... It's so good. I, yeah, summed up. Just, the shinning has just, no right to be as good as it is. I absolutely not. Uh, and particularly Dan Castellaneta's performance in the shinning um, is top three Simpsons performances of all time, alongside Julie Kavner in the Simpsons movie that heart-wrenching breakup thing with Homer that Marge does. It's 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 absolutely incredible. And I don't know what the third one is. Probably Hank Azaria's Frank Grimes. Um, but top three performances of all time. If you have not seen Treehouse 5, first of all, watch it. It's bloody brilliant. But second of all, if I could rate... Uh, Treehouse of Horror 5 or The Shinning specifically higher than a 10 out of 10 I would it's so bad it is so good it is perfect from head to toe and as soon as we're done here I'm going to go back and watch it again um, so good I, you know I know it's a complete waste of time at this point I don't care The Shinning is fantastic oh it is I uh do you mind if I move into the next one? I don't I don't mind at all. Watch the shitting. But what what I will say before you do is the weakest part of Treehouse of Horror 5 is Homer in the time machine. It is the weakest part and that shows you how good this episode is in general. But god god. Yeah, so um <laughs> toaster gets broken, Homer accidentally makes a time machine. That's the concept yeah. here. Uh Dad, your uh, head stuck on the toaster. I don't know why. Dad, your head is stuck on the toaster. Makes me laugh. And then the oh. it's still in the toaster. Dad's in there again. <laughs> it's so out of left field. It makes no sense. And I love it. It's set up so well. I, I have no idea why I love it so much, but I do. Um, they go in. 
And then another highlight for me um, is one of the universes Homer goes into is like a 1984 version with Flanders as the Supreme Leader. Oh my God. Mo with his little piece of brain. It's, it's not so bad, Homer. They go in through your nose and let you keep the little piece of brain they take out. Hello, hello. Who's that man there? Who's that? It's oh. so, it's so oh, good. Sorry, and it's then so shout good. out to uh, James Earl Jones Maggie as well this for another universe. A disturbing universe. Yeah, it's so good. Which gives us our other shout out to Willie, who shows yes. us trying to save people. Homer, <laughs> I'll try and get you home, but you have to do exactly as I oh. It's oh, and then uh, how things get progressively worse in the past. Yeah. Oh, I wish, I wish I didn't sit on that. <laughs> and then the a chew that is heard around the world. <laughs> the, the, that knocks out all the dinosaurs. What What's better is if Homer had have stayed that universe for ten more seconds. The perfect one. Yes. The one, the, the one where they're rich, their kids are well behaved. Are we taking the new Lexus to Aunt Patty and Selma's funeral? Yeah. He just needed 10 more seconds. Yep. Oh, God. Marge, dear, can you please pass me a donut? Donut? What's a donut? Ah! <laughs> it's raining again. That's so good. Oh, man. Oh man! Uh, it's it, it is fantastic. I it, absolutely. Th- fantastic. We don't have much to say about five because it's no th- you from one through five. You see such a good building progression yeah. of these episodes. I I do want to say one thing about uh, Nightmare Cafeteria. I've got several things to say about yeah. Nightmare Cafeteria. So. Oh, overall. It has no right to be as eerily disturbing as it is. It is so eerily disturbing and it is no right to do it. And I think you're seeing here them building on that horror part yep. established with the gremlin story. But yeah, everything, one. but yeah, everything is so tight. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's not, we've come a long way from the days of, um, bad dream house. Yeah. We come a long way because now they're not now they're not even trying. Um, but it just works uh, so well. Um, and, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just Lady Doris complaining that she has to use grade F meat. <laughs> and, um, you know, this being the solution uh, that every teacher is on board without resistance. That was um, hilarious. Uh, Uderbrotten, just as a thing. Um, young man, that's your third helping. It's making you fat oh. and soft and tender. <laughs> Millhouse dies and Bart immediately goes, I'm sure someone will help the Simpson children. Oh, God. Um, the, uh, the today's homework, eat a stick of butter. Yes. Uh, yes. I can I can remember being like, like just because I'm a fatty, <laughs> thinking thinking to myself, man, I don't care if I'm getting eaten. That is some damn good homework. 
I'd do it. Uh, it's it, everything is so tight. And then uh really the, the again the pencil dropping and <laughs> the pencil dropping and like just the level of just pure sadistic joy in Marsha Wallace. Yeah. She says detention. Yeah, it's so and it's also um, creepy as well. Yeah. It's so good. Um the book The Joys of Cooking Millhouse. Yes. Hey, guys, hey guys, I was just thinking that any one of us could be next. So why don't we make a break for it? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's just, I also love Millhouse being singled out like that. Like specifically wonder, saved for this moment. I wonder who would be, I wonder who would write that book. Maybe Hoover, she's not doing anything. Right? Oh my God. Um, oh. And then big thing. The big thing about this whole episode is the ending. <sighs> the 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 song and dance number. You're back with your family now. And everything is just the way it should be, except for that fog that turns people inside out. Uh-oh, it's seeping in. Stupid sheep weather stripping. <laughs> um, it's such it's a such a it's such a good song. And I know we're gushing about it, and I know it's boring. I don't care. It's so good. It is. And Willie shows up again. Willie is the star of this episode. Like I would I would agree with you if it wasn't for the shitting. Oh, I know, yeah. I I, I would. Willie's great. This is Willie's best trios of horror by far. Um, he, like, I'm sorry, Dan Castellanetti kills it in this one. Um, <coughs> if you are going to do a treehouse of horror based off of five, for the love of God, five is perfect. It's it's uh, we're so not good. we're not gonna we're not gonna get any better than it. Five is absolutely perfect. I thought of, I thought of it as a kid, and now going into like animation and like having a love for animation and uh, doing voice acting professionally for seven years, you go back, you see Treehouse of Horror Five, and it just gets even better. Oh yeah, that, that's that's a shocking thing. Um, some Simpsons jokes age really well. Some age really terribly. Others, like Treehouse of Horror Five, are timeless. It's it's a classic. Okay. It's a classic. Um, I, and with that, I I got nothing more to mm. say about this. I got nothing more either, uh, other than dear God, watch Treehouse of Horror Five. Um, my rating for it is a ten out of ten. Uh, my MVP is Dan Castellaneta. So just take that for what it is. I know James Earl Jones is here. It's disrespectful given the level of performance that Dan Castellaneta gives for this to have it be anyone other than him. Yeah, but you could treat it as James Earl Jones came in to give that award to yep. Dan Castellaneta. Oh. oh, it's it's the James Earl Jones MVP award. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's strong. It's great. Um, we've got like what is it, thirty now? Treehouses to go. We've. We, I think we've got. It's either twenty-seven or twenty-eight. 
okay. tree houses to go. And I've watched ahead without making any notes. This is some of the best stuff we will ever see. And uh, it, it hurts me that we have to go through the rest of it. Oh my God. Well, we haven't gotten to one with my one of my favorite uh, politically charged jokes yet. So, yeah, but that's coming up in like two tree houses. This is true. Uh, anyway, this is how we're celebrating Spooky Month. This is how we're celebrating fall. This is how we're celebrating All Hallows Eve, Halloween, whatever you celebrate. This is what we're doing. And we're starting early, A, because it's our show and we can do whatever the hell we want. And B, there are a lot of episodes. Yes. So we we need the time. We need the time. You might even be getting a couple episodes after Halloween, which I think is just great. Uh, why oh, not? Oh, Simpsons did it. Yeah, exactly. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it, so we can do it too. Yep. Uh, that being said, thank you everyone so much. If you feel so inclined to, please go check out our website at www.deathpixie.ca C-A, because uh, you can hire wonderful wonderful Nathan Crabsworth to to do your your voice work even if it's something as simple as for your phone like yep. he's not picky he'll do it you, you want a prank call I'll do it what the hell yeah. you and then with both of us you want a shitty video made in PowerPoint oh we gosh. can do it that'll we make your superiors totally question your sanity we absolutely can do that for you um if you feel so inclined, we do have a Patreon that just goes to general support, but do not feel obligated to do that. All right. No, our stuff not. is available for free. If you ever hear an ad or see an ad on our stuff, that is something that the hoster has added. We are not monetized. We don't see money from this. And we I think we kind of want to keep it that way, don't we? It's just for artistic integrity. Uh, exactly. Unless you guys want to see ads on your videos and get us paid. But yeah um and anyway if we do start getting paid for ads you know we're gonna pick some really weird companies to to partner with that because you know we got to keep it entertaining i just i just want to go with wacky wave and inflatable arm falling two men emporium and warehouse yeah yeah i i totally <clears throat> do too anyway on that note thank you so much for listening giving us your support all uh our um bleh. <laughs> I have to give a shout out to Jerry from Kazakhstan. Yes, Jerry. Uh, who I assume will be keeping an Excel spreadsheet of all of the uh, James Earl Jones MVP awards. But I don't think Jerry's going to share that with all of you. Was you know, Jerry's a bit like uh, Crabsworth over here. Uh, Crabsworth, do you have anything you want to say to the people? Um, people, thank you so much um, for allowing us to do this. Uh, you guys are great, and um, you know, uh, we will be in touch with more and probably worse Treehouse of Horrors in the future. I don't want to get my hopes down, but uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we we don't get too many Treehouse of Horror fives. Uh, I'm gonna be the eternal annoying optimist and try to find the good in everything Nathan hates. So look forward to that, everyone. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't hate Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> I just know we're not going to get anything better than the perfection that is Treehouse of Horror Five. Well, 
This is true. Anyway, thank you so much for your support. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.